this is down by the bank episode 17 i'm Corey. hey guys it's derek we are recording post jaguars raiders where the jaguars had an, an awesome win uh gus bradley really did it he coached the team up uh we played really really well and uh, i think the season's been turned around so we're really excited did you hit your head while i was gone <laughs> i was in the, i was in the montego bay airport getting some updates and oh man I was ready to throw my phone. They might have arrested me down there. Yeah, that was pathetic. Yeah, that's funny. No, I was actually also uh, not in nearly as a cool place, but we were in Orlando um, for my daughter's birthday. We went to Universal Studios and Islands of Adventure, and they have the NBC Sports Bar set up, like big, big, like kind of like sneakers type place where you can go and watch all the different games. And, of course, I had to seek out the one small TV in the very corner with a couple people sitting there to watch the Jaguars game. Uh, but they pretty much just either made fun of me or had extreme sympathy for me. But it was not a very good game to watch on TV. Gus Bradley is worth a quarter when it comes to just winning percentage. The reason why I say that, 25%. So if they made fun of you... Uh, uh, we can't blame him, you know. I was sitting in kind of like a atmospheric kind of lounge room with a bunch of Patriots fans. They were all from Boston waiting on a flight. And, oh, man, when they were like, you're watching the Jag, the Jaguars? <laughs> man, I told them, I said, when Tom Brady retires, you guys are done. Okay, well, that might not be the case. Who knows? But, uh, they, they they can talk. They they got a right to talk. They got the Super Bowls and the wins and to back it up. Uh, so yeah, us on the other hand, we I didn't have anything to say when I was there. I mean, I was actually sitting near a whole ton of Eagles fans, um, and uh, the guy next to me was a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan, and he kept bringing up the fact that John Gruden's going to come here and coach for us once we fire Gus Bradley. So. I to be you know it's funny you say that because everyone has their picks of you know coordinators you know whether it's McDaniel's or uh, Haley or you know whoever it may be I I want Gruden hmm. and, and and here's why he's a quarterback guru he learned from one of the best he he's a uh, he he used to coach under Mike Holmgren. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he may not have built the team in Tampa, but he definitely won a Super Bowl with them. And then he also took the Raiders to the Super Bowl. Um, but he's got the pedigree, you know, the experience, the knowledge. Uh, you know, I don't know if you know, a lot of you know, but Holmgren is a disciple of Bill Walsh, who basically invented the West Coast offense. So that's like, you know, football royalty when it comes to coaching almost the only other better coach would probably be like you know Vince Lombardi or something like that you know when it comes to like Bill Walsh Bill Walsh was of course the coach of all those 49ers teams from the 80s point is we need an offensive guru we don't need the next hot coordinator yeah McDaniels and Haley have some head coaching experience but I don't think that'll work we need someone to get in Blake Bortles' face and get him to realize that what he's doing is not working. And I don't know if our coaches are doing that. I, I don't know if Olsen's doing that. It's not that I, I don't know. We, we know he's not doing it. Because 
He's he's got this massive wind up now, and it, it's terrible. But we we're we're not gonna you know go over stats and play reviews. We're not gonna look at any of that. We looked at enough. There's been enough of it reviewed. We're not gonna talk about fluff. Fluff as in garbage time stats. We're not gonna point out more of the struggles of Bortles. Uh, but it, it's just bad, really bad. Yeah. Well, and that was some of the talk on Twitter. It's so funny that we're already at the point where we're just naming. At, we were actually doing this a couple games ago where we're naming the replacement head coach. I mean, we all pretty much know he's going to get fired at this point. So, um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I definitely don't want to take a chance on a, on a coordinator, I think, at this point. I think I'd like to get an established head coach and just kind of go with it with the assumption that we're winning and not rebuilding again. Um I'm I'm kind of hashtag bring back Tom Coughlin to be honest with you. Eh, no, you got to remember this. Coughlin is a defensive coach. He he did he wasn't an offensive minded coach. Uh, Gilbride ran the offense for years for him. Uh, that's what got him those two Super Bowls. So we definitely need an offensive minded coach. Uh, the defense actually isn't that bad. They're actually getting better. They're improving. Yeah, they've given up some some plays, but that's because they're getting wore out and getting left out to dry, which we'll get into that. But I don't care how good of a defense you have when you're not winning the time of the possession, when your team is turning the ball over deep in there in your own territory. You can be good all you want to on defense all day. You're, you're not going to win. So if there's no balance. Right. Yeah, the defense actually was ranked fourth in the league up until the last game, and I think they're like 18th now. But I, you know, you can't really. I don't know if you can put that on the defense more than you can put it on the fact that they're on the field like 95% of the game. I mean, your stats are eventually going to turn for the worst if you're out there all the time. Mm-hmm. The the biggest thing um, I wanted to bring up is coaching. So, like I said before, everyone else is already, you know, all all the other. Or websites, Facebook postings, the radio broadcasts, you know, they're bringing up the fact that, you know, the mechanics, the the fact that Bortles can't read coverages, especially cover two, which said that before the season even started, that I thought that that was a struggle. But we're going to bring up coaching. And we're going to bring up the reason why these guys are in the National Football League. It's called processing information and adjustments. Processing information, meaning not just the quarterback reading coverages, but the coaches calling plays during certain times of the game. Being able to process what's going on out there and then make adjustments to what the other team is doing. So I'll give you an example. Teams know that Allen Robinson can, can hurt you. So they've made adjustments to take him out of the game. It's proof. When they don't take him out of the game, hey, we actually do well. When they do, we suck. <laughs> Anybody want to argue with that? By all means, try and argue with that. So they, they, the teams take that away, and they'll say, okay, beat us another way. Adjust and adapt, and we can't. The offensive line can't, the quarterbacks can't, and the receivers can't. Running backs, no running game. Because no good blocking. 
Put all that together, and there's only one place to go. Coaching. In the National Football League, you must process and you must adjust. And we can't do it. At all. We, we have to. You, you're not going to win in this league if you can't do it. And Olsen can't do it. Gus Bradley, he doesn't have the balls to fire Olsen, it sounds like to me. I know this is a family-oriented show, but sorry. <laughs> I mean, it'd be kind of hard to do that at this point, though, because I feel like since he's already made changes at the offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator positions up to this point, I don't know. I feel like he's kind of tied to them now. I mean, I just think it's a sinking ship, and he can't make – I don't think he can make any moves at offensive and defensive coordinator. I think he's stuck now. Well, then guess what? He can go down with the Titanic and the rest of them because that's what's happening. Yeah. And then he can just go ahead and leave because – it's it's not working. Making the same mistakes, doing the same things over and over again, expecting different results. It's the definition of insanity. We've said that before. So, in my opinion, that's what's going. You know, you know, others have said it. We've said it before. Coaching has to change, and that's all there is to it. It's not gonna. It's nothing different's gonna happen. And if you think that something's gonna happen within a couple of days. Okay, when we play the Titans, no, it's not. Um, you see, we're still running bubble screens. <laughs> I'm going to say this again. We're still running bubble screens. We should have learned our lesson the first time when we played the Packers. Okay? Every stinking defensive coordinator in the league that plays the Jags knows that, hey, to get Bortles in rhythm... After he's gone, you know, 10 incompletions, let's run some tunnels or some bubbles to get him going again. So when you see these formations, guys, don't follow your man, stay in the zone, and jump the route. Right. I think, uh, I don't know if you listen to the post-game show at all, but Fred Taylor had actually uh, mentioned on there that he just thinks they just need to stick with the run even when they're not, you know, running the ball as well, just and they're going three and out, just to keep on running the ball. And you just have to eventually develop a rhythm with the running game, and that would help Bortles out. Absolutely. We said it before, Corey, before the season started. The running game is the key. It's the key to everything that the Jags can do. Time of possession, field, you know, time, you know, uh, field position. Uh, resting your defense on the sideline. You know, if you're able to run the ball, a, a lot of teams that don't have such effective passing games, um, Seattle, let's bring up Seattle. Russell Wilson, yeah, he's a dynamic quarterback. They're struggling right now. Why? Because they can't run the ball. The defense looks tired. Why? Because they can't run the ball. But when they could run the ball with Marshawn Lynch, the defense was a lot fresher. They were a lot faster. And... That opened up a world of things for Russell Wilson to do to, to make plays, and it kept their defense off the field. So come f- crunch time, if the game was close, the defense had enough gas in the tank to make a play to win the game. So I, I agree with Fred Taylor on that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I the one quote from Gus Bradley that I had retweeted from Rick Blue, and I tagged Prisco, um, Pete Prisco, on it. And he actually replied was that Gus had said. Uh, we need to find something that will stimulate the team and challenge them. 
<laughs> what? <laughs> like, what is that even? You know what I mean? Isn't isn't winning sort of the thing that stimulates the team, or I don't know, not getting blown out? I mean, what what he like? What could he possibly be talking about? What what is he going to use to stimulate the team? So pretty much his stimulation that he's been using is every day we're getting better and we're competing hard. Every day we're getting better and competing hard. Not winning, not getting those W's. So that's the sti- so they've gotten better and they're competing hard, but they still stink, especially <laughs> on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah. Well, so if that's his motivation, then he really needs to go somewhere else. I mean, I think it was Herm Edwards. What did he say? You you play to win the game, right? What else is there to do? Get better. <laughs> no. Look, you, that's what you use practice for. Yeah, you're going to get better as you get more reps as you play in the game, but they can't even they can't even do anything. You can't yeah. do anything on offense. There's actually, and I, I didn't even watch it because these types of links always annoy me, but it was like a Bleacher Report thing that had popped up on my phone that said that like two or three players via some, you know, some sources had said that, you know, Gus's like players – uh, friendly coaching style just doesn't work anymore and it was one of those links that like led to a video instead of an article so I didn't actually watch it but it wouldn't be entirely surprising to think that some of them especially the guys who've been here for a couple of years have to be kind of worn out on that whole approach put it to you like this we'll talk about you know the most exciting topic of the game would be Jackson and Ramsey getting kicked out the game <laughs> and then Puzz coming in and saying how classless that was and how they have to be professionals so we'll, we'll go mention the good and the bad okay the good puz is kind of right he's the captain of the team he should speak up that's how it should work now when you have egos like a 80 million dollar jackson or the fresh hot rookie who's already proven that he's more than capable of being uh, a pretty all pro player in the in the NFL. It's called egos. Friendly coaches do not manage egos. They need someone to get in their face, get in their grill, and let them know. Now, from a defensive coordinator standpoint, because Ramsey's playing well and Malik Jackson can play well when he's not frustrated. I think Gus Bradley can do that mm-hmm. from a defensive coordinator standpoint. Now let's look at the offensive side of the ball. You think anyone's gotten in Bortles' face and told him, hey, that's not working. You need to change it. But no, go ahead, Blake. Hey, you're still competing hard and getting better every day. Yeah. Well, that's like the quote after the game, too. Or maybe it was uh, actually it wasn't after the game. It was today's pressers. He had said that, uh, oh, yeah, we have uh, no, you know all the confidence in Blake. He's a starter, period. You almost wonder if, if you might want to take a contrarian view and sort of say, no, you know, if he keeps performing you know poorly, we might have to make a change. I mean, I don't know if coaches actually do that generally, but I don't know, some sort of uh, motivation to kind of light a fire on him you think would help a little bit. It's not good. It's they're not. They may Gus Bradley may be a good motivator, but it's still not transitioning into play on the field. It's just not. So I think that the players like Jackson and Ramsey had a right to kind of 
lash out. They were hung out to dry. They lost the time of possession again. They played their butts off again. The reason why the Raiders were able to march down and score with four minutes to go in the game is because the Jags were tired. Mm -hmm. Defense was tired. Yeah, oh, we we, we scored a touchdown and we cut it to 10 or 9 or whatever it was. Still, you've been getting wore out the whole game. Right. So, no, you can't. They're they're kissing Bortles' butt. I mean, yeah, he's the third, you know, overall pick a few years ago and all this and all that, and he's got a big arm and these receivers. It ain't working. It's not working at all. It's just so disappointing when you look at the projections for this year, the fact that the defense is now great, you know, for the most part, and now the offense is all of a sudden horrible. It just doesn't make any sense, and I think that's what's most depressing about it, to be honest with you. And if you don't think the defensive players don't know that, the reason why they're lashing out at the opposing team instead of who they really want to probably get their hands on, they they do know. Mm-hmm. we got to get a coach in here that's going to coach these guys up. You know, get, get someone that's going to coach them up to get them to play and give their best effort for them. Because right now, like Ramsey, yeah, I, you know, I'm a Noel. I've said it 10,000 times. He's playing for himself. He's playing for himself, and, he's, and if he is playing for a team, he's only playing for one side of the team, the defense. Right. You know, well, and, and Bradley actually had said that you can put the ejections and, and, and the sort of temperament they had on him, and then Ramsey actually came back and said he would do it again, and he won't be disrespected. So I think that speaks really clearly to what you're saying about his kind of more individual or maybe just defensive mindset versus team mindset. And that's where he should, he should do it. So... Yeah, to to sum all this up, I know we've kind of gone back and forth with the the ejection part of it. I I think that that was fine for both of them to get ejected. Let the old um, old commissioner and um, I can't even think of the old Goodell. Goodell, yeah. Me and my buddies, we called him Hadoff. Hadoff Goodell. <laughs> um, let him, you know, find him or do whatever his office wants to do. Mm-hmm. But. The, it shows that that attitude that we need. Nice guys don't win games. And not saying they they're not nice off the field, but I'm talking nice uh, being mean on the field. Right. You know. So that that's where I'm at with that. Let, hey, so that we just need to take this, throw it in, in the trash, and move on. And Ramsey and Jackson, you get tips of the hat for me for. For uh, getting uh, getting ejected and, and really showing some true emotion, some frustration. We know what's going on. Yeah, Puzz, you're the leader of the team. That's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to try and keep the team together. But you know it, along with everybody else, the offense is terrible. The defense, you guys are tired of getting left out to dry. And the only way you fix that, miss breakdown of communication, is when you have a strong coach that's able to put it back together. And unfortunately, we do not. Right. So, well, we'll have uh, not only did we get beat down by Jack Del Rio, former head coach, but now we face another former head coach this Thursday, Mike Malarkey. Um, I can't say that I'm super excited for this game, to be honest with you, but it is the special color rush national game. So there's some cool factor with that, I guess. But 
I don't know. I'm not too pumped about it, but uh, you know, what are you thinking leading into the Titans game? We got to stop their running game. We got to stop them from running football. DeMarco Murray's uh, 4.6 yards per carry. He's had a couple games where he's averaged 7 yards per carry. Yeah, in one or two of those games, he didn't run for 100 yards. But like I said before, it does not matter about the stats. It just matters on how you're doing it and how effective you are. That opens up everything for Mariota. Um, We have the ability to beat the Titans. Will we beat the Titans? No. And it's not because of Marcus Mariota (laughs) and their running game. Uh, You don't think we'll win? No, I do not. I'll tell you why. Although, not to take anything away from Marcus Mariota, he's an incredible talent. Uh, He has some weaknesses that we can definitely exploit. Uh, As far as, you know, small hands, he fumbles a lot. Uh, We definitely need to capitalize on that and attack, not be afraid, but be aware of his immobility, but not be afraid. So, yeah, they got Delaney Walker. I think he's back to questionable. I think he uh, got a little bit nicked up. They got some decent receivers, Kendall Wright, uh, you know, um, Andre Johnson plays for them too, but it's at a minimal. He's getting up there now. Yeah. But it's their running game. Why we will not win the game is because the coaching staff, especially on the offensive side of the ball, inability to put together a strong game plan. We can't put one together during a normal week, and they're asking to put one in half the time. Yeah, that's not yeah. a good good yeah. recipe. Uh-uh, it's not a good recipe. That's a recipe for disaster. So that's the reason why I think we won't win. It's not because the Jags don't have enough talent. It's because the coaching staff, especially on the offensive side of the ball, is terrible. And this, I think, is going to be the last game that Gus Bradley coaches for the Jags. And I hope they take the offensive coordinator and fire him too. And so then we can see how it plays out for the rest of the year. So you really think he'll get fired if we lose on Thursday? Yeah, it's not if. It's when we do lose. I'm going ahead and say I, I love the Jags. I think you know I, I really want our team to win, and and for for not just the team but the city, for the fans, for us. But we're we're gonna lose, and we're, I think we're gonna get hammered because of the fact that the coach's inability to put together a game plan. Now, if I'm wrong, hey, I'll come back on here and eat my words and say, yeah, I was wrong. You know, we 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 were able to win the game, you know, for for whatever reason. But I really think that the, their inability to just I mean, you see the gameplay, you see the plays. They can't process or do anything. No adjustments whatsoever. They're going to come out and do the same stupid things that they've done for the last five weeks, six weeks, however, whatever games it's been. And the Titans coaches are going to pick that apart. So just looking at the Titans roster, they got some decent guys. Uh, Arakbo is somebody that we really need to watch. He's an outside linebacker. Uh, they they run they run a three four, Paris Cox you know, decent corner Jason McCourty, uh, you know another decent quarter, corner, but their defense no, nobody really sticks out, and they don't play all that well. I mean Andrew Luck just did torch them yesterday, but that's Andrew Luck where we don't have him, um, so this is definitely a winnable game. The problem is our players will not be in the right position to win it because the game plan is so bad. I mean, they got a rookie wide receiver on offense. Uh, Rashard Matthews is the other receiver. Offensive line, they got some some decent guys up there. That's why they can run the ball effectively. But 
doesn't matter when your coaching staff doesn't have you in the right position. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not totally inclined to say that we're definitely going to lose, but I I don't think that for some reason all the media reports are that even if I guess on Twitter, not necessarily articles, that even if we lose that there's a high likelihood that Gus still remains. So I don't know, it's just weird that whole situation. I can't imagine the fans yeah. will they'll revolt, I feel yeah. like. <laughs> yeah. You can't lose Shad Khan's a businessman. He's all about that, that that dollar. And when you have fans threatening to, to, to stop going to the games, he, he should I, I hope he pays attention to that. You know, I, I hope he does. But you never know. In my opinion, and I'm going out on a big limb here by saying it, I think we're going to get embarrassed because of our inability. The defense might keep us in the game for a little while, but eventually they'll get worn down, as usual. And then they're going to beat us, and then it makes sense to let them go because now you have a couple more days to get yeah. Your coaching staff in. They say, oh, well, they should have done that when they went to London and with the bye week. Yeah, we probably should have, but we didn't. We squeaked out two wins by a total of, what, four <laughs> points? Oh, yeah, we're, we're coming back. Here it comes. Yeah, it's finally coming around, and we play the Raiders, and we get our butts yeah. handed to us. Yeah, I really enjoyed watching Jack Del Rio having such a good time. That was great. It was really fun. Oh, yeah, and, and, and the Raiders didn't do anything special. Derek Carr didn't have this magical game where they just, like, killed us. He only averaged 5.4 yards mm-hmm. per completion. They didn't run the ball that well. Yeah, they ran the ball over 100 yards, but wasn't 27 of that or 25 of that from the pun- yeah. the punter? Something crazy like that. So they didn't do anything effective. The Raiders didn't beat us. We beat ourselves. And that's inability to coaching. Well, I don't know if it's the season that has me so tired or if it's uh three days in harry potter world in uh universal studios and islands of adventure but uh any other final thoughts on uh this this week and the next game coming up no turnovers they got they they must they must run the ball and they have to stop demarco murray and you mean run the ball the whole game or just in the first quarter? <laughs> no, they need to run the ball the whole game. You need to get Yeldon. You need to get Ivory and those five guys, whoever it may be, Beecham, you know, whoever. Get them all together and say, hey, look, we need to line up and we need to get some grown man football in here because they're going to take away the passing game. Cover two, cover three, cloud cover six, roll cover two. You know, a lot of people talk about X's and O stuff. Let me give you a, a, a quick example of an X and O. So the Raiders, they did something. They, yeah, they played a lot of cover two, but they also did something called mm-hmm. roll cover two, which means they take the safety, they bring them down. They take the other safety, they move them over. They take the nickel and push them back. So they basically flip the coverage within while the, the cadence is being shouted out before the ball is even hyped. Bortles hasn't a clue what they're doing. <laughs> and they're not the only team to do that. Other teams have done that too, and they can't pick it up. You can cover two. You can take the strong side uh, corner and blitz him on the back. Take the safety, drop him down. Take the other safety, push him over. Take one, push him back. You're still in cover two. 
you can take different, you can cloud it. There's a bunch of different X's and those things you can do, and they're just not picking it up. So I, I know I didn't want to, you know, talk about like get too in depth in X's and O's because a lot of people already, you know, people you already know that uh, from other uh, publications. But we shouldn't also blame just Bortles for that. It should be coaching. They should be getting him in the film room and letting him see that and say, "Hey, this is what they're doing to you." On that interception to Lee in the first quarter with the Raiders, he, why would you throw a corner route to a five foot eleven receiver with three mm-hmm. DBs around him? You got a big six foot seven tight end who I don't know what's wrong with him, Julius Thomas, but he's running a little bit funky. He runs a stop. He runs like a stop route. He turns around, posts up the guy. Could have threw the ball right there, got you a first down. Julius Thomas is getting one on one coverage because they know that they're not looking for him. And then when they do start looking for him, it's almost like deer in the headlights. That's the only receiver yeah. he looks at. Yeah, I don't know. It's all depressing. <laughs> yeah. So that's my rant. Sorry to, to, to go off you know, on some stupid X's and O stuff. Um, but no turnovers. Stop the run and run the ball. It's a good recipe for W. I hope I'm wrong, but... I don't see Tennessee. Uh, I don't see us beating them. Well, and we'll definitely have an emergency episode uh, if and when we lose that game and Gus Bradley is fired. Um, that'll be a pretty monumental shift in the organization going forward. Um, I guess the question at that point, if it does happen, is does Caldwell go with them? So we'll have to see how that plays out. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah. all right, well, we'll go ahead and wrap up for this episode. Uh, just remember, guys, uh, you know, get on facebook make sure you like our page on facebook make sure you follow us on twitter um we're also available aside from itunes um, on soundcloud and stitcher and if there are any other platforms you guys think that you'd like to hear us on just shoot us a message um otherwise we'll talk to you guys next time all right guys take care whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.